In this episode, I will answer one simple question. What comes first, trust or trustworthiness? The chicken or the egg? Or in other words, should you trust only someone who has done enough to earn your trust? Or should you start by trusting them? Welcome to Season 1, Episode 3 of The Trust Show. I'm your host, Yoram Solomon, a researcher of trust and the author of The Book of Trust. In this educational podcast, I will challenge you to think differently about trust through the eight laws of trust and the six components of trustworthiness. I will share my own stories, experiences of others, trust research, and sometimes reflect on a news item. Through all of those, I will show you how to build trust, be trusted, and know who to trust. Because the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? I'll start with trust law number six. Trust is reciprocal. I already mentioned to you that I, when I wrote the book of trust, I had I, I developed those eight laws of trust, which really reflect on how trust behaves. And I know it sounds kind of strange to say that trust behaves, but it does. Trust behaves in certain ways. And it took me a while to narrow it down to eight laws. I actually the first uh, the first edition of the book of trust only had seven of them, and the eighth one was kind of floating around until I combined that to eight laws of trust. And in this episode, I'll talk about the number six, uh, trust law number six, but in future episodes, I'll talk about the others. So eventually I'm going to go over all eight and I will mention which, where each one of them is in different episodes. So let's talk about trust is reciprocal. When my first daughter, Maya, uh, when she was very, very little, she was crawling, you know, like babies do. She was crawling. And then at some point, she lifted herself up and realized that she could stand. After she realized she could stand, guess what the next thing she did was? That's right. She realized that she can walk. She tried walking. And when she was successful walking, the next thing that she tried was what? Exactly. She started running. She tried running. And what do you think happened in the first time that she ran? Exactly. She fell down. And what do you think the first thing she did when she fell down? No, she didn't. I know what you said. You said she started crying. No, she didn't. She, she got up and started walking. No, she didn't. The first thing that Maya did was she turned around and she looked at me. And you know, in every family, there, there are two roles for the parents. One of them, not necessarily the wife, is the one that goes <gasps> when she falls. And when Maya sees that, she would immediately realize that something terrible must have just happened and therefore uh, she needs to cry. But then the other person, the other adult, the other parent, not necessarily the, the husband, not necessarily the father, is the one that goes, get up, keep going. And when she hears that, she, she would lift herself up and she would, you know, look at her knee and say, but there's something red there and it's dripping and, and it hurts. But I don't know, I guess they don't seem to care. So it must not be a big deal. And she gets up and she keeps going. Trust works the same way. 
If I trust you and I show you that I trust you, you will behave in a trustworthy way. I know that we typically, when we think about the relationship, uh, the reciprocal relationship between trust and and trustworthiness, we think in terms of if you earn my trust, if you are trustworthy, then I will trust you. But it actually works the other way around too. If I trust you and if I show you, demonstrate to you that I trust you, you will behave in a trustworthy way. So let me ask you a question. What do you think would happen if you waited for someone to earn your trust before you trust them? I want to read something to you from the book of trust. And and I want to read about something that's called cognitive dissonance. Well, our brain seeks consistency between what we do and what we think, believe, or feel about what we do. Cognitive dissonance is defined as the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. It's an uncomfortable feeling, and our brains try to avoid it. The way to avoid cognitive dissonance is to reconcile what we feel about things with what we do about them. So, for example, if if your son wants to take coffee to the guests and, and he's like three years old and you're looking at him and, and you're going, you know that he's going to spill it. And the reason you know he's going to spill it is because you just paid to clean the carpets. So that's why he's going to spill it. So he's asking to take the coffee to the guest and, and you're giving it to him. But what is the last thing that you're going to say? You're going to say, just don't drop it. Well, when you said just don't drop it, you actually implanted in his head that he will probably drop it. He will probably spill the coffee and he will reconcile his actions, which would eventually be spilling the coffee, with that feeling of not being trusted to carry the coffee cup to the the guest and, and not spilling it. Subconsciously, he has no malicious intent. He's just going to do that because his brain tells him that he is not trusted. He cannot probably make it all the way to the guest with coffee. Trust works that same way with all people. People's level of trustworthiness depends to to a great extent on the level of trust that you have in them and that you communicated to them. If you trust someone, they will behave in a trustworthy way just to avoid this cognitive dissonance, just to avoid this feeling of you're trusting them and they don't live up to that. If you don't trust them, they will behave in an untrustworthy way for exactly the same reason. So to answer this question, when you wait for someone to earn your trust, What you do is you demonstrate that you have a lower level of trust in them than they probably earn, than their level of trustworthiness. So you don't trust them. You show them that you don't trust them. And sometimes it's the words that you use. Sometimes it's just a question. Can I trust you with that? You know, and and when somebody asks you, especially with this tone of voice, can I trust you with that? What are you telling them? You're telling them that you don't trust them. Then you micromanage them. So how does that cognitive dissonance work for them? 
they lower their level of trustworthiness. Because after all, what's the point of being trustworthy if they know that you don't trust them? You showed them, you told them that you don't trust them. What's the point of being trustworthy? You want to micromanage me? Hey, I'll come to you with every little thing. I'll ask you every little step of the way. You know what? Because that's the level of trust that you're demonstrating to me that you have in me. This is where you're going to see me act with a CYA attitude. You know what CYA means. I'm just going to do whatever it takes to cover my behind. I'm going to do everything by the book. So if you show someone that you don't trust them, you demonstrate to them, even if you don't tell them, if you show it to them, if they feel that you don't trust them, they will behave in a less trustworthy way. But let's look at the flip side of that. What do you think would happen if you started trusting someone before they earn your trust? Well, you trust them, first of all, and, and when I say you trust them, I mean you really trust them. You, you don't just pretend, because if you don't trust them, but you tell them you trust them, your body language will betray you. Your body language, your tone of voice will show that you don't trust them, even if your words will say, I trust you. So you have to keep in mind that I'm talking about you trusting them really and, and showing them that and, and being consistent. What would happen with cognitive dissonance in their head now? If they feel that you trust them more than maybe they believe that they deserve your trust, that they earn your trust, maybe you trust them more than they're trustworthy, they will feel guilty about not being as trustworthy as you appear to be trusting them to the level that you appear to be trusting them. So they will feel that need, that cognitive dissonance would cause them to earn the trust that they feel that you have in them. So they will work harder than you trusting them. They will work harder than if you didn't trust them. Let's say that you could measure trust and trustworthiness, that there is this little gauge or scale that, that shows you how much trust you have or, or how much trustworthiness a person has, and that you can put them on a scale of between zero and 100%. When the level of trust is equal to the level of trustworthiness, then we are in some kind of an equilibrium. So they match. The level of trust matches the level of trustworthiness. There is no cognitive dissonance. You trust the other person exactly the amount that you should, not more nor less. No cognitive dissonance. They feel good about it. They don't feel like they need to be trusted more. They don't feel that they need to act in a more or less trustworthy way. But now let's say that that person ranks only 50% on trustworthiness. Okay, right there in the middle. The reciprocal relationship between trust and trustworthiness would lead you and the other person to meet in the middle. What do I mean by that? Let's say that you don't trust them. Their trustworthiness level is 50%. Your trust level in them is 0%. What will happen? Well, if you don't trust them, doesn't matter what you tell them, they will feel that you don't trust them, and therefore their level of trustworthiness will decline, as I described before. You know, they're going to come to you with every little item because they don't feel that you trust them. 
Let's just say that eventually you're gonna meet in the middle. So you started with zero, zero trust. They started with 50% trustworthiness. You're gonna end up in the middle. That's 25%. So you managed to reduce their level of trustworthiness to 25%. Of course, in the process, your level of trust in them went up from zero to 25% because you realized that you can trust them to a certain level. But you really met in the middle at 25% with a person that really started at 50%. So you reduced their level of trustworthiness through the cognitive dissonance that they felt by you not trusting them and showing them that you don't trust them. Well, on the other hand, if you fully trust them, let's put it at 100%, let's go all the way. Guess what? Once again, you're going to meet in the middle. You started by trusting them at 100%. They started by being trustworthy at 50%. You're going to meet at 75%. So your level of trusting them would actually decline because you know what? They were at 50%. So every now and then they're going to show you something that shows you, that tells you you shouldn't have trusted them at 100%. So you're going, your level of trusting them will decline a little, but their level of trustworthiness will increase because they will feel that you trust them 100%. And if they feel that right now they're only at 50%, that they need to be more trustworthy. So you ended up increasing their level of trustworthiness to 75%. So I gave you two scenarios. Same person starting at a 50% level of trustworthiness. If you start at zero, you end up meeting at 25%. If you started at 100%, you end up meeting in the middle at 75%. Which one would you prefer? Now, I know you're going to say, oh, obviously I prefer the, the latter. I prefer to increase their level of trustworthiness. But let, let's, let's be real here. It's scary to trust someone much more than their level of trustworthiness. You know, if you do it just a little, if their level of trustworthiness, and you know that their level of trustworthiness is 50%. We don't know how you know yet, but let's say that you do. If you only trust them at 60%, not 100, at 60%, that's okay. It's not that scary. I mean, the worst that can happen is that they betray your trust, that they your trust is misplaced only by 10%, not by 50%. A little is okay. You know, what I did was I actually ran a mathematical simulation using the mathematical model that I told you that, that I developed over the years for how trust gets built and how trustworthiness gets built. And what I found was that if you start at a lower level, the overall level of trust and trustworthiness will end up lower than if you started at the higher level, even if you went through exactly the same interactions, the same levels of all the other six components of trustworthiness, which I'll talk about in later episodes of this podcast. So the conclusion here is that you do need to trust them more if you want to raise their level of trustworthiness. But how much more? So here's what I would recommend. And this, this is kind of going to be my, my advice to you. First, you have to start with being able to estimate their level of trustworthiness. 
This cannot be completely, you, you cannot be completely blind to their level of trustworthiness. And through this podcast, in different episodes, especially when I talk about the six components of trustworthiness, I will help you understand how to estimate their level of trustworthiness. So if you can estimate their level of trustworthiness, what I'm going to tell you is to trust them just a little more than their level of trustworthiness. So if you estimated their level of trustworthiness at 60%, I'm going to tell you, trust them at 65 or 70%, not 100%. 100% is scary. You're putting too much trust in someone you already know is not that trustworthy. But the fact that you just a little, trust them just a little more than their level of trustworthiness means that, first of all, it's not scary. But the second thing is that you will increase their trustworthiness because once again, that cognitive dissonance, they're going to feel that you trust them just a little more than they're worth your trust and therefore they will increase their, they will increase their level of trustworthiness. So if they were at 60% and you started by trusting them at 70%, you're going to end up at 65%. Guess what you're, you're going to do next? Trust them at 75%. Increase that level of trust. This way, slowly, you're going to increase their level of trustworthiness. And by leading with increasing very gradually, very slowly, the level of trust that you have in them. And you remember that you have to show them what level of trust you have in them. Because without it, they may not know. And if you use words that are not consistent with your body language, your tone of voice then they're not going to buy it, that you trust them more. And we'll talk more about that in a later episode. Let me summarize. In this episode, I talked about trust law number six. Trust is reciprocal. Trust and trustworthiness are reciprocal. And they're reciprocal in two ways. It's not only that if someone is more trustworthy that you are going to trust them because they earned your trust, but if you trust someone and you show them, you demonstrate to them that you trust them, they will behave in a more trustworthy way. The reason to that is cognitive dissonance. And I told you more about that during this episode. I want to end with uh, a quote from Ernest Hemingway. He said that the best way to know if you can trust someone is to trust them. I will just pull back from it and say, not really. If, if really, you need to learn how to assess their trustworthiness and then trust them, but trust them just a little bit more than, than their level of trustworthiness or how much their level of trustworthiness justifies. So trust them just a little more. That's not going to be too scary for you. You're, you're not going to lose too much. But as a result, you're going to help them continuously and gradually increase their level of trustworthiness. In the next episode, I will talk about the relationship between risk, fear, trust, danger, and safety. It will also explain why we need trust and what role does it play in our lives. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll make sure to answer it or at least find the answer to it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. That's Y-O-R-A-M at thetrustshow.com. 
If you like this podcast episode, subscribe to the show so that you will automatically get notified when I release new episodes. Rate it. Write a review for this podcast. These ratings help others who are looking for a podcast just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my online courses at trustedatwork.com, find my books on Amazon, or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening.